Kevin, long time no chat. Glad to have you back with us. How are you? I'm good. Glad to be back, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Let's get right to it. We've got a, a fun baseball season that's already in full swing. Saw four games take place uh, over the weekend. What's the pulse right now of this Auburn baseball team? I think, I think they're very confident. I think it's um, a lot of confidence and just knowing that they're, they're playing the game well in every facet right now. They're really clicking. You know, Butch has really talked about He's really emphasized while he's been here, you know, that next man, that mentality and kind of keeping the chain going. And you've kind of seen that from the hitting with guys um, stepping up um, and kind of linking together hits. And the pitching, it's really just been one guy after another, and it's been really, really dominant. And they've not really had any bad outings, so to speak, um, for anybody. Uh, we kind of have had great starting pitching. A lot of guys are still trying to figure out some, um, some roles and stuff. Um, but... You know, I think it's uh, – I'm excited. I mean, we've only got two losses so far. We've got that lost opening game uh, in Arlington against Oklahoma and then um, had the, dropped the final game of that Yale series and kind of an impromptu doubleheader. Um, but that's been about it, and Auburn has played really well in every facet. Uh, there's been a lot of good stuff, like you mentioned, with the with this team and uh, some big-time newcomers, but uh, one in particular, Sonny Deshara. How, how – fun is that kid to watch play baseball the transfer from Sanford I, he's extremely fun to watch I mean you can tell if you go to one of the games he's got the best walk up song oh absolutely um, probably if anybody in the team the whole crowd kind of gets into it he just he is super athletic um, and he's just his personality is very infectious Butch has actually talked about that about how like sort of infectious and positive his personality can be and he's really anchored that um, third and fourth spot in the lineup uh, by just producing consistently, whether it's through his power or through getting just just getting on base through walks, um, I think he's batting either if at, if not at 500, he's close to 500. Um, you know, he's kind of he's been definitely a uh, a bright shining star this season, and, and um, he's honestly his legend is going to keep growing as the weather you know stays warm and heats <laughs> up, and he gets to, to get more at bats um, as an Auburn Tiger. So, and then you mentioned you know it's you know half the team basically kind of had to get replaced we've got a lot of newcomers a lot of guys that are playing for the first time a lot of transfers um and everybody's kind of found a role and it's and it's really good to see you kind of wondered going into the season what that was going to be like like how soon would these guys kind of gel together um and so far everything's kind of been clicking in the right direction yeah and and sticking with dashara you know for any of our fans out there that have not had a chance to watch this team he he has a he has a very specific look about him, I guess you could say, uh, in the bigger way. He's a he's a bigger guy, but you know, describe him what he looks like to the fans out there, and then also just the fact that it, it seems like every time he swings the bat, the ball might be landing out in that power station behind the uh, behind the left field monster. I mean, he really. I mean, he's a he's a taller guy, and he's he definitely has some power. He if you watch his swing, he actually has a really really compact and fluid swing and he, he's worked a lot with Gabe to kind of make sure he's just kind of changing the plane of the bat when he when he hits um, and he just just makes contact consistently um, and so I mean he, he does kind of stand out um, um, as the, he is kind of a, a bigger guy but he's um, I think he's always kind of been that but he's you, he's got great athleticism. If you can watch him, you know, run the bases. He can move. Um, you move, he can place first base really, really well. Um, he's not like the the David Ortiz guy, David Ortiz kind of player, where 
all they're going to do is hit because they're not really athletic enough to play first base and play in the field. Like he can really do it all, and he's going to. I think as the SEC season progresses um, and more, um, you know, riders and everybody else are going to kind of start start to notice him um, just with his consistency because that's been kind of the model throughout the the year to start off with. Talk a little bit about this uh, this pitching staff because that that seemed to be the biggest problem last year was you were a little shorthanded in that pitching staff and it just couldn't hold on late in games. So uh, talk us through this year. Who are some guys that Auburn fans can really look forward to seeing out there? I mean, there's a lot, and I think the the best thing, one of the differences last year, one of the problems last year was not being able to hold on to a lead late in games. And um, I think during the Diamond Club banquet, they they mentioned some stat about how often Auburn had led in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings and had ultimately lost the game. That's not that's not really been the case. There have not been, I mean, there may have been like some minor blown saves, but um, the pitching has been really, really consistent in the strikeout number. The strikeout numbers are high. The uh, walks are really low. Um, and guys, there's been a lot of guys that have really shot, especially this weekend. Uh, Mason Barnett and Trace Bright kind of, kind of, kind of stood out the most. Uh, you know, Mason, um, he, you know, all of them, both of them got wins, but Mason was five innings pitch, two hits, eight Ks, and then Trace was six innings pitch, one hit and eight Ks, no walks for either one of them. Um, you know, there was, uh, Barney did give up an earned run, but that was kind of about it. Um, uh, but you've kind of seen, um, what Auburn is kind of doing this, the pre, I don't want to call it a preseason, but actually basically the pre-conference season. Um, you'll still see a lot of guys that are kind of trying to find their roles and, and you want to see how, um, how the, the staff kind of shakes up when you get in the SEC, SEC play, because that's when your roles are going to be really defined. Like who's going to be kind of your first guy, first starter, second guy, starter, third starter, who's going to come out of the pen. I don't know. If they've even really established a closer, it may be a hot hand situation. Um, but they've kind of had a good balance of some guys that have been in the program for a while, some newcomers like Jordan Armstrong, um, you know, who've been really effective. Um, and they've done a good job of making sure, trying to find what works for everybody. Um, one guy you may see a little bit later, I think what they're trying to progress towards is Tommy Sheehan, who's a transfer from Notre Dame. Um, he, he's coming off of uh, some Tommy John surgery. Um, he started that Oklahoma game. He pitched the end of the of the final game on Sunday, um, and he's really looked better week after week or each after each appearance. Um, and he's getting to be more confident. I think they're really trying to stretch him out so that he could either, if not be a Friday guy, uh, kind of be one of the um, a spot starter or the first guy out of the pen. So. Um, there's a lot of guys that kind of stand stand out, and a lot of guys that really did well that may have struggled last weekend that kind of turned around this weekend, and that's really kind of the thing you want to see. If a guy has a bad outing the last time you see him, what how do you what what happens the next time he's up? Um, and I, I haven't noticed anybody that's really had really bad starts or really bad appearances on the mound in consecutive appearances. Talking to Kevin Ives, AUPPL, Plainsman Parking Lot on Twitter. Kevin, I want to get your take on just someone in this uh, this Auburn lineup or coming off the bench that you've been really impressed with that not a lot of people are talking about early in the season. Uh, I mean, there's been a bunch. I think the one of the biggest things has been Blake Rambush uh, in the leadoff spot at that third base role. So he's really kind of filling the roles of two guys from last season. He's really good defensively, um, and so he's kind of replacing Rake and Woley at third base in that regard, a guy that's going to have a lot of range, um, has a really strong arm, deep and 
plays really sound defensively. And then he also kind of replaces um, Ryan Bliss as that leadoff guy at the top of the order. And his consistency allows us to slot a guy like Case Powell uh, behind him. And so two guys that are really consistent getting on base. And then you kind of bring in Sonny, and we're kind of working out who would be the DH role in that situation. We've seen Cam Hill. We've seen Ryan Dial. We've seen Nate LaRue in that DH role. We saw Brooks Carlson a little bit for the first time this weekend um, in that DH role until he's kind of he's coming off of an injury until he kind of comes off the field. But um, you know Blake Rambush has really stood out to me. Um, you know Brody Moore has just been a leader at shortstop, and that's really stood out. Um, and Jake Wyatt, you know, has been catching consistently. The bat during the first couple of seasons, the first couple of games, hadn't really been there, but really broke out in a big way. Um, and as his offense progresses, that kind of allows more lee- more leeway with where you can move guys around in the lineup. Um, and you kind of can keep that lineup continuously going and not have any holes in it. But really, up and down the lineup, like top to bottom, everybody's been sort of been really consistent, um, especially this weekend. Um, you know, Ryan Dial has played a lot in the outfield and catching. I think he had probably his best week offensively, had a, had a grand slam. Um, and then Casey Howell's just done Casey Howell things um, in that second position and defensively uh, in in center field. So everything's really um, – there's really nothing bad to report right now. You know, some people may wonder, like, how's Auburn going to fare in SEC play? And is it are they kind of just – is the schedule kind of puffed up a little bit because of who they're playing? But I think they learned a lot by going to that, that tournament in Arlington the first weekend against those teams playing Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Kansas State, um, and really kind of coming out of the gates knowing what they needed to do um, and playing that level of competition. And the teams are playing are not bad. Uh, I know Rhode Island is, has yet to win a game, um, but, you know, the, you know, they really offensively dominated a really good or UAB squad that was off to a great year in the midweek. Um, if they play the game tomorrow uh, against Tennessee Tech, that'll be a big test to see what happens. Um, you see how the pitching can kind of handle a really potent offense. Um, but I don't really have any 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 worries that there may be kind of a, a slump or a, a fall-off from the pre-conference season until the conference season, which is coming up uh, next week, I think, really. Auburn baseball played last week, played six games in six days. They do dial it back this week. They only got four games this week. As you mentioned, Tennessee Tech may be in Huntsville tomorrow, depending on the weather, and you got three in the weekend uh, hosting Middle Tennessee. What do you want to see from this Auburn baseball team over the next four games? As, like you mentioned, heading into conference play really quickly it got here, and it, it, it's going to start off with a bang with a, with a very good old Miss team coming up next weekend. But what do you want to see from these next four games before you head into this conference, that first conference weekend? I think it's really just keeping that consistency going. You know, they're going to have to dodge the weather a bit. Um, you know, it looks kind of shaky in Huntsville. Um, very rainy on Tuesday, and I think Friday in Auburn it's supposed to be really rainy, and then the temperatures are going to drop back down to the 60s and 50s. Um, you know, so it just depends on getting those games in. But really, it's you. You want to see them stay consistent and play um, as Auburn. Don't play to the, whatever the level of the competition is. Um, and I think if, if you just kind of build each week off of what you've done, I think that's really going to help you out going into SEC play. You know, every SEC team um, and every baseball team really has holes. They have weaknesses. Um, and it's really the, the one thing that you can control is your own team. And so 
if you kind of know what your role is going to be and know what your what the plan is going to be uh, for yourself as a player, then you'll kind of um, everything will kind of click and fall into place. But yeah, it's going to be um, they're definitely going to hit the round run. They they managed to get that first like Thursday, Friday, Saturday series against Ole Miss, so the season will start a little early. Thankfully, it starts at home, um, so that's going to be a, a benefit for Auburn. But for this week specifically, if they play the game tomorrow, how do they handle that Tennessee Tech offense? Um, Matt Braga was coaching on for just a little bit before he went back to Tennessee Tech as head coach, replaced Steve Smith, who was on the Auburn staff. Uh, but they have one of the best offenses in, um, in the country, and they're one of the only teams that hit Tennessee consistently. Um, who has one of the best pitching staffs in the country. That game got kind of rained out and shortened and never actually finished, but um, it was kind of back and forth. So on Tuesday, holding their own there, and then with Middle Tennessee coming in, I mean, you're going to found it. That's going to be a very tough club, um, and it's probably going to be the closest you're going to get to SEC play uh, without playing an SEC team. I mean, it's a team that, um, you know, has traveled quite a bit. Um, they've had some ups and downs, but you really want to make sure that Auburn is still, you know, Throwing strikes, limited walks, playing clean defense, and just playing, only controlling the things that they can control themselves and not um, the other team. We're talking with Kevin Ives here on Sports Call. Plainsman Parking Lot, our resident Auburn baseball expert. Kevin, enough with the, I guess, X's and O's or the balls and strikes, or however you want to talk about it. It's a little bit of fun here, man. Talk about the crowds out there. Uh, yeah, I've been up there on the deck with you already uh, yeah. a couple times this year. Seems like the crowds are, have, have really been there and getting into it for, the, for this team early in the season. They have been, and, I, and, and that's kind of been an emphasis. That was an emphasis going into the season. Um, by Butch and the staff, they're trying to do this thing called Operation Atmosphere, so they've kind of redone parts of the stadium a little bit uh, to try to get more student involvement. He met with the folks from the Auburn Jungle, um, you know, from the, the basketball fans, uh, student section. Um, and so in the outfield, they took away that part of that fence in the outfield um, so that students can now sit back there. Right. Um, and it's kind of an open seating, uh, not necessarily a terraced area because it's only one level, but, um, you know, students so far have taken advantage of that. Um, I think what you really want to see um, is going to be that Ole Miss weekend, see what the crowds are going to be there. Uh, on the student side, I think the, the regular fan side, you know, like you and me, like we're going to be there, and those right. crowds have been really, really well. The game Saturday after the uh, uh, basketball game, some of the best crowds we've had. Um, and so you want that to kind of carry over. But for that Ole Miss weekend – um, spring break will already been over. Students will be back. There's no basketball that's really interfering unless you're traveling to, to the tournament or something like that. And so that's going to be the first real test of that, see how that operation atmosphere kind of plays out. And so you basically have now two student sections um, at opposite ends that, that kind of give both types of fan experience for the students. And the more folks that come out, you know, the better the atmosphere is going to be at Plainsville Park. But, yeah, I mean, it's, the weather was perfect this weekend, so the crowds are great. Um, you know, the doubleheader got, you know, helped out as well. So, you, and the basketball game earlier kind of helped with the scheduling. So, I mean, even when it's been kind of cold, um, you know, there's still been a, a good number of folks that have been out there. And I, you just want to see that continue. And you want more and more people to kind of come out. And especially, you know, for college baseball now, with the lockout happening, you're going to get more eyeballs. You're going to yeah. get more fans that are looking for that experience and then kind of want that that weekend experience um and so maybe all we can take advantage of some of that season tickets are pretty much sold out i think but you can always try to 
see if they have any left over or, or some of the Tiger Terrace tickets. And um, yeah, I'm I'm open for big crowds, especially Ole Miss. That'll be the the first real test of everything. Yeah, and, and then of course, up on top of the parking lot has kind of become a scene of its own up there. Uh, are we going to see the rally leg this year? Do we have some other different rally something? But uh, we, we're kind what of we got going on? The, we're kind of saying that, you know, we have the Joe Boo that we bring out. That's right. Um, you know, we'll bring all that out for SEC play um, and have that ready. I don't know if I'll get the rally leg out again. I'm mad. <laughs> but father-in-law has joined me for a couple of games, and so he, he did bring it last weekend um, just in case. So we'll kind of see. I mean, and that's part of the deal for us. And our group of friends that watch those games is just having fun, just doing goofy stuff like that to sure. kind of you know keep ourselves entertained and um, kind of lighten the mood a little bit if the, the game isn't going our way. But um, yeah, I think that's you may see some stuff. We we want to make sure that we are not the, uh, drawing a lot of attention to ourselves um, and that people are watching the action. So we try to tone it down just a little bit. But um, yeah, no, there's been kind of there's been really big crowds on the deck, yeah. and now that we. Um, have Miss uh, now that we, now that basketball season is over, um, we'll have uh, Miss Dana, our favorite security guard, up there full time, kind of keeping the peace and making sure at least the top floor is is, is handled pretty well. So, um, but yeah, it's a, that is a good. I mean, I've had a lot of people talk about it. It's a great viewing point. It's a it's a neat experience, um, and it's kind of adds to that the atmosphere of the park. Um, and it's you know it's something that we. At least for my group, you know, we're, we're very cognizant of that, and we're we're trying to be very responsible of that. You know, make sure that we're not going to be in kind of a burden to the university or anything, and uh, making sure we can keep it by behaving. So that's right. Uh, we do kind of police ourselves a lot with that. Yeah, and, and for any fans out there that might want to go to the top of the deck, leave it like you found it. Clean up after yourself. Don't be a right. degenerate and leave a bunch of trash <laughs> laying around. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it actually looked really well this weekend. It did. You know, it absolutely did. First, I think. And that always happens. The first game was just a mess and new folks coming up. And then it was, um, you know, kind of just a, a spur of the moment type thing. And so it was kind of trash after the first game. It was that midweek game against Troy. But after since then, everything's been great. Yeah. Um, you know, and we had, there was a, the two weekends ago, there's a bunch of Yale fans up there. They oh, had a good time. Sweet. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's been, it's been really good to see. And yeah, it's, the rules are real simple up there. You know, don't back your trucks in. Or don't back your vehicles in. Um, keep two feet on the ground. No glass. Put everything in a cup and koozie. And just um, have fun. You know, and it's simple rules to follow. It's not um, following those won't make you not enjoy the game as much. So um, yeah, we, we we try to make it as fun as we can. He's Kevin Ives, AU Plains AUPPL on Twitter, Plainsman Parking Lot. Thank you so much for the time today, Kevin. And we look forward to talking you talking to you throughout the rest of the baseball season. Sounds good, guys. Thank you.